morning, beautiful people. Welcome to the Michael Slate Show. My name is Sansara Taylor. I am your guest host again this week. I want to start out today's show by sending our love, as always, to Michael Slate. And I want to note that um, David Crosby passed the incredible musician, songwriter, and freedom lover, actually. Uh, Michael Slate interviewed him on this show years ago and if we can dig up some of that audio we're going to be bringing it to you in the days to come but i wanted to start today's show with a little tribute to david crosby who not only innovated uh folk rock and beautiful uh influences in in folk music in the 1960s and ever since he stood for something Um, we want to start today's episode by playing the song ohio which was written by Neil Young, but it was performed by Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. And it was in reaction to the National Guard gunning down student protesters at Kent State, Ohio, killing four. And you'll hear about that in the lyrics. So we're going to start out that way. And I want to note David stood for something his entire life. The last days of his life, he tweeted about the climate protests in Davos at the World Economic Forum. Last year, he joined Neil Young and Stephen Stills in demanding that his solo recordings be removed from Spotify in protest of their support of the anti-science, intensely transphobic Joe Rogan. And he did many other things over the years. So we're going to start with him. Before we go to Ohio, I want to let you know today we're getting into two searing, outrageous crimes of the system that we live under. I'm going to bring you a first half of the show is going to be dedicated to the way that the LAPD began this year here in Los Angeles with three brutal, wanton, heartless, cruel murders of black and brown men who were having mental health crises at the time, the barbarity of this, the intolerability of this, and what needs to be done. I'm going to bring you a segment put together by Noche Diaz and Michelle Chai of the Revolution Clubs that gets into this deeply. Later in the show, we're going to look at the Roe v. Wade 50th anniversary of the Supreme Court decision that first established nationwide legal right to abortion in this country, a 50th anniversary, January 22nd, and the painful reality that this Sunday there is no longer nationwide right to abortion. It has been revoked last year by Trump's fascist-dominated Supreme Court. So we're going to look at both of those things in depth and what needs to be understood from this, what questions we need to be asking, and what needs to be done about it. But again, to get into this, I want to share Ohio. It captures the spirit, the urgency, and the uh, temperament that we need to go through these crises, to go through the world right now, and to fight for something much better. So in honor of David Crosby and to kick off the hour, this is Ohio.
That was Ohio by Neil Young, performed by Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. Again, kicking off this hour with that in memory of David Crosby. As they say in that song, how can you run when you know? Think about that as you listen to this next segment and really to the whole hour of what we are bringing you here on the Michael Slate Show today. Our first segment, segment was originally produced for the Revolution Nothing Less Show at youtube.com slash therevcoms. This is Noche Diaz, the national spokesperson for the Revolution Clubs across the country. He is joined by Michelle Chai, a leader in the LA Revolution Club, and I'll let you hear from them directly. The beginning days of this year in Los Angeles have brought with it a painful reminder, yet again, of why we call this the Revolution Nothing Less Show. Here in Los Angeles, the LAPD began this year with three brutal murders. Takar Smith, Keenan Anderson, and Oscar Leon Sanchez. My name is Noche Diaz. I'm a spokesperson for the Revolution Clubs. And my name is Michelle Chai, and I'm a leader in the Revolution Club here in Los Angeles. And this year, we kicked off the year by taking up these brutal murders and responding to them and bringing to people what they need to understand in terms of where this is coming from and how to put an end to this revolution, nothing less to be part of taking this up and fighting and fighting this as part of getting organized for an actual revolution to put an end to murder by police. We've gotten questions from viewers of the revolution, nothing less show and from people on the street, people asking why this goes on, what can be done about it? People telling us, they think it's never going to stop and there's nothing we can do about it. We're going to address that. But before we do, watch these videos. Don't look away. Don't tune out. Don't tell yourself you've seen it all already. Take a good, hard look at what we are facing and what needs to be ended. LAPD off to a violent start of the new year. A lethal start to the new year. Three. 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 All three incidents happening in the first three days of the new year. 35-year-old Takar Smith. His wife told police that he was mentally ill. Taser, taser, taser. Taser, taser. 
35-year-old Oscar Sanchez. Relatives say that he had had a mental health crisis and officers had been warned. Oscar. Hey, does he know what a police? 31-year-old uh. Keenan Anderson. Officers said he was exhibiting erratic behavior. He was then tased repeatedly before being taken into custody. Anderson was at the hospital when he went into cardiac arrest and died. Please don't do this, sir. Please. We're tired of it. This racism has to stop. I wanted the police to help me, and they failed. We can't keep calling the law out to come out here and kill us like this. This is completely unnecessary. There's no reason these men should be dead. Now listen to Bob Avakian about a very similar situation in 2014 in a dialogue with Cornell West, speaking after Michael Brown was murdered by the pig Darren Wilson. Listen to the police and what they tell you. Well, if officer, notice how respectfully he's treated. Officer Wilson. He's a thug, a murderer. Officer Wilson. Well, if Officer Wilson is indicted, that's going to make it very difficult for police officers in these difficult situations where their life is on the line. What, let's translate that into real terms. What they're saying is, if we can't go out and shoot down these youth in cold blood over and over again, we cannot and will not do our job. Because that is their job. And let me ask you this. If that is not their job, then why do they do it over and over and over and over again? And why are they never punished for doing it over and over and over again? Because this is what this system needs them to do. Because it has a whole section of people in the inner cities that it can't even profitably exploit anymore. So it treats them as so much human garbage. Instead of being able to and moving to provide them with work and a decent life, it pens them in the ghettos, encourages them to kill each other, and then kills them on top of all that. Look, some things can be done right away, just like some things will take a lot longer. As soon as this system is brought down and a new revolutionary system is in place, the police will not go out shooting down the youth in the streets. Right then and there, no more. Now, that's a fact. And if, and if, some, if, if somebody is crazed and does do it, they will never be in a position to do it ever again. It will not be this whole process of justifiable homicide. And as I've said before, you will still need forces to protect the security of the people in, an, in a new society. Everything is not going to change in one instant. But you can have very different kind of forces protecting the security. Look, quiet as it's kept, we've got security in this room. The church is providing security. Other people are providing security. Is anybody here afraid that they're going to be shot down by the people providing security for this event we're having? 
I hope not, and I believe not. Why? Because they have a whole different orientation, a whole, and, they're, and they're part of a different process. When you get a whole different system, then as I've said before, if you have a, you know, there are still going to be people who, you know, have mental problems, go crazy, go off, or so. How do you handle that? Let's say we're the people's police going out, and you run into a situation like that. Our orientation has to be that we would sooner die ourselves than wantonly kill one of the people, even one, or maybe especially mm. one, mm. who's mentally disturbed. That's that has right. to be our orientation. That's right, that's right. That's if right. you're... That's right, that's right. If you're part... That's right. If you're part of the people's security, if you're part of the people's security that's there to really serve and protect the people, then you put your life on the line, and if you have to, you lay your life down instead of and before you would ever be thinking of brutalizing any of the people. But that is not going to happen under this system, and that's why we've got to get rid of this system, and that's why we have to be very serious about the question of can we have a revolution, and if we can, how do we make that revolution? We have to, look, this is, you know, I, I'm, you know it's kind of ironic, but, you know, uh, once again, Clyde Young used to say, one of his favorite sayings was, you know, this is serious as a heart attack. And this is very serious. We, you know, we need humor. We need play. We oh, need joy. But oh, at the yeah. same time, this, that humor, that play, that joy is all part of something that's very, very serious. It is the lives and the future of the masses of people around the world, which is the most precious thing of all to those of us who want and are fighting for a different world. And so we have to proceed in that kind of a way. Absolutely. And we, that's why I put the emphasis on being scientific, because we, being, being scientific just means understanding and working to understand the world the way it really is. Oh, yeah. It doesn't mean you'll ever understand everything or everything completely cor uh, correctly. We're always going to make mistakes and have shortcomings, but we have to really strive to understand the world the way it is, and if we do, then we can see where the possibilities actually lie, not because out of wishful thinking, but out of a scientific approach, to know that we actually can have a different kind of world, yes, a different kind of society, and yes, with a different kind of force that really is about protecting and serving the masses of people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Baba Vakian is talking about a whole different way we can live in a moment when people are agonizing over these murders. This is the message the Revolution Club took up and brought to people out in Los Angeles. And here's some of how that went. We're here to talk to everybody that has seen the brutal murder of Sakar Smith, of Kenan Anderson, of Oscar Leon Sanchez by the LAPD. We're here to say no more. We gotta get organized now to make a revolution to put an end to this. We don't need this pit police to continue to carry out murder against our brothers and sisters like they did Kenan Anderson, like they did Takar Smith, like they did Oscar Leon Sanchez. We gotta get organized for revolution to bring the whole system down. No more murders by police. I'm scared. I'm a black woman. I serve in the military and everything. You know, I still do not feel safe. I risk my life for this country. Do I feel protected as a black woman? No, I do not. For my brother, I feel very sad. 
It's unsafe for them. I call them all the time to make sure that they safe. That could have been my brother. It could have been me. It could have. It's just. It's just very sad. It's been happening too often. Everything George Floyd. And it seems it was like the same exact thing from George Floyd until now. It's very sad. My heart feels for them. It really does. We're here today to declare a message received and a message delivered. First, the message received. New Year, same system. 72 hours. Takar Smith, Keenan Anderson, Oscar Leon Sanchez, dead by cops. Men who needed help, who were experiencing mental health emergencies. The LAPD showed what kind of help this system has for people. And let's get this out of the way right now, because every time this happens, every time, year after year, people are told, this is how we're going to stop it. Body cams. Well, now we can see in two, three, four different angles as they murdered Takar, Keenan, and Oscar. More black and Latino cops. They were there too. Better training for the police. Watch these videos. See how professional and very well trained all of these police officers are as they methodically close in and end the lives of each of these men. More black elected officials. Got that too, black mayor, progressive district attorney, black vice president, same system. How long? I'll tell you, until we bury this system that these police enforce. New year, same system. But this year, the revolution is putting itself on the map in a whole different way. And this year, we are declaring, not only do we need a revolution to overthrow this system once and for all, we're going to everyone who is tired of seeing this and saying, look, these police are not going to stop. They must be stopped. The system they enforce must be ended. And it is up to us to do that. And the people have a right and a responsibility to defend each other from the illegal and illegitimate violence that is carried out by the armed and sanctioned thugs in badges all across this country. This year, we show people there is something worth living for and fighting for. And it's time to stop looking for someone else to do it for us. Our leader, Bob Avakian, says instead of fighting and killing each other, what people need to be doing now is uniting to defend each other, opposing unjust violence, not launching attacks on anyone, but at the same time, not allowing the police or civilian fascist thugs to wantonly brutalize and murder people. And people need to do this as part of building up the forces for revolution. Instead of snarking and sniping at each other and being divided by our identities, People should be working to unite everyone from every part of society who can be united in the fight against oppression and injustice with the goal of putting an end to this system that is the source of this oppression and injustice. So we are calling on the people who have the hard life under the gun and under the boot 
the youth who have had to live in this hard life and have become hardened themselves to step into and join the revolution, become part of the force that is standing up to defend the people from this unjust violence and as part of preparing to bring this whole system down and to bring into being a new society. Because look, it's not that difficult. It's not that complicated. It's not that hard. You don't need a whole lot of training, a whole lot of specialty to go into a situation and put your life on the line to protect the people and sooner take a bullet and die yourself than to wantonly murder one of the people. It's not that complicated. But it cannot be done under this system because they have no use and no future for black people, for Latinos, and millions and millions of people. Watch again those videos. Look at Takar, at Keenan, at Oscar, and listen. In their voices, in their hearts, in their bones, they all know they have a death sentence hanging over their head that could be carried out at any minute. And you watch those videos as it goes on to that inevitable conclusion. How long will we watch on and let these conclusions conclude this way? No more, sisters and brothers and others. It is time this year that the people who are tired of living this way, the people who went home after all the beautiful uprising of 2020 and told themselves there's nothing that could be done. It's time that they see that there is something worth living and fighting and dying for. Not the way this system wants us to, but going out fighting to bring into being a different future. Because they keep on killing, keep on slaying, keep on preying on the masses of people. And it's time we stu stood up and started organizing, started transforming the people, started fighting the power and getting ready to bring them and their system down. This is what we are here to declare and what we are going out to build from here forward. This year, they began with the message and the declaration. 2023, new year, same system. This year, we declare revolution, nothing less. It's time now to fight the power and transform each other to get ready for an actual revolution. Um, what demands do you, what do you think about the demands out there? Black Lives Matter was speaking earlier. What do you think about them? There's two patterns that we are especially highlighting. Look, you all know the pattern of the murder and brutality and terror by the police. But the two patterns we want to highlight today is the constant ways in which every time this goes down, people are led down dead end pathways that lead them to impotence, and, and meaningless reforms. Our power is not in fighting for crumbs, is not getting elected officials, it is not getting policy changes. We have to actually get to a whole different system. What we need to change is the pattern of the people who are misled this way, looking to leaders who have no answers and no solutions or looking to the system to do what it cannot will not and has told you it does not want to do you heard biden bray on about fund the police fund the police fund the police forget everything you've been told forget everything that you've learned growing up in this country think about it for one second 
If you had an epidemic year after year after year of your police killing and killing and killing and it was uh, went on unstopped and millions of people hated it and rose up in rebellion after rebellion after rebellion year after year decade after decade what rational society would not bring everything to a halt and say this has to stop and nothing can continue to go on until this is stopped you cannot have the violent enforcers of this system who are supposed to represent law and order executing people in the streets, chasing down mentally ill people in the streets, going into abandoned buildings to murder a man who's having an episode. This cannot go on and on. You don't have that in this society because they need their police doing that. And they tell you every single time, oh, it's more complicated and, you know, the, job, the cops have a hard job. Give me a break. The pattern we have to change is we, the people who see this pattern need to stop falling for it over and over again, going down dead ends. Yes, people need to protest, rebel, and sometimes demands for reforms are an important part of that. But the fact that this system can't change is not a reason to settle for something smaller, it's a reason to go for something bigger. Revolution, nothing less. So now you've seen not only the gruesome video of the bloody murders by the LAPD, you've seen Bob Avakian, the revolutionary leader, cut to the bone about the problem as well as the way we could be living a whole different way through an actual revolution. And you've seen the Revcoms step out and put the challenge to people to become part of a force that is fighting the power and transforming people for revolution. So, Michelle, let's get further into that. At the top of this segment, we talked about the question that we got from the viewers about how could things really change? What can we really do? Because it feels like nothing ever does. So what would you say to that in terms of like, you know, what can people actually be part of doing now? Yeah, I mean, imagine if there was a force that was out there that, you know, going up against all the ways that people think there's nothing that can be done about this, right? That see video after video, that see name after name of person of of people that are brutally cut down at the hands of these pigs, right? If there was a force that was serious, disciplined and organized that was getting out there and declaring no more, we're not going to allow these pigs to continue to murder people. Right. And this was a force that was getting organized for an actual revolution, not as some alternate, you know, uh, uh, you know, defense force, uh, you know, within the very same system, but actually as part of getting out there and impacting and bringing forward those millions that are going to be required for the time when we can go up against this system and bring it down right through an actual revolution. Right. But to have that, people are going to have to break with a lot of shit. Right. We're going to we're we're going to people. We're bringing them into this revolution for people to actually get into the leadership and take up the leadership of Bob Avakian. We're you're going to need to become a student of Bob Avakian. And the very first, you know, step is getting into these interviews, right? These Bob Avakian interviews, right, um, that have been that have uh, been shown in the RNL show. Right. 
I myself, being a leader in the revolution, <laughs> am continuing to return to these interviews, right? This is how we struggle with people. This is how people get a sense of what this revolution is all about, how we struggle with each other, right? How we understand why we're in the situation that we're in and what actually needs to be done to get rid of this system and what kind of society we're going to be bringing into being once we bring this whole monstrosity of a system down, right? So this is what it means, right? And this is a call for everybody who's sick and tired of what you know this ongoing murder after murder of our brothers and sisters you got to get with this revolution there's nothing else that's going to put an end to the to murder by police until and unless we end this system of capitalism imperialism that needs their pigs to brutalize and murder our brothers and sisters you know i think that's a really important and inspiring vision you painted but i do want to come back and reinforce for people this depends on what you do now because the hopelessness that is out there it can change but people actually have to step forward and be the firsts and there's not a chasm to step forward into when you are the first there are principles we do have organization you will learn these points of attention you will learn how to be an emancipator of humanity there is serious serious leadership but history is moving forward and what future we get is up to us and things can get even worse or we could seize this moment and change everything. Look back at those videos, not just of the murders, but of the people who had the sparkle of hope in their eyes when they encountered the revolution coming through. Think about what that represented in potential. When you think about the millions and millions of people like Oscar Sanchez or Takar Smith or Keenan Anderson or people who see that have never experienced anything like that but cannot stand to live in a world like this. I know what it's like to swallow your anger and to just seethe and feel like there's nothing you can do. That's why it makes such a difference. That there is not only a force, but there is serious, scientifically grounded leadership. There is what Bob Avakian has done to look at how this can actually be ended and a road carved out to true emancipation through an actual revolution. When you're doing something like what we're talking about, going up against these vicious, violent monsters, you ask yourself all kinds of questions. Is this worth it? Should I just be thinking about myself? If something happens to me, will it have counted for anything? We can answer yes. Because we do have a way out for humanity, not dead ends that people have been trapped in forever. We have something that is real. And this year, that needs to be on the map and made real for millions of people. And you have to be part of the first who are stepping into and being part of a force doing that. Not only in how we act amongst each other in the face of this injustice, but also in the way that we get out to people, this real hope. So to end this segment, I want you to watch a segment from the interviews done with Bob Avakian on this show. You get up close and personal with this revolutionary leader. You see and you feel the heart and soul and someone who is hardcore for revolution. This is what millions of people must know is out there. And, and, and millions of people must know 
they can be part of connecting up with if they've got that heart to fight for something really worth fighting for. This is your mission. This is your mission to put revolution on the map. Not all this garbage that, that people think is, you know, want to think is the way to go, you know, all this, you know, I got my mind on my money and my money on my mind and, and dogging down the women and all this bullshit. Put revolution on the map. Put it on the map by standing up against the system. You want to do something that takes, on, takes heart? Take on this system. Stand up against this system and all of its atrocities and build up the forces of revolution so that we can create the conditions where we can have millions of people ready to go for the whole thing. You know, like similar to what you, similarly to what you see in Iran now. I mean, I don't know where that'll go. You need leadership for it to go to revolution. The, the, the com our comrades there, the communists, uh, you know, in, in Iran, the people who've taken up a new communism, they're striving and struggling to, win, you know, win leadership and give leadership in that situation. But, you know, that kind of massive upheaval, you have that, and then you have an organized leadership with a scientific method and strategy, then you can direct all that toward the actual struggle to bring this system down, and you can actually have a basis to disintegrate, to defeat and disintegrate the very, what are now very powerful institutions of armed enforcement of this system. It's not where we're at now, but that's the mission that people need to take up. And all these youth in particular who are caught up in going at each other need to turn around, lift their heads, not act in the way the system wants them to act, not act in the way that it tells them is the only thing that they're good for, but act as emancipators of humanity and act to get rid of all the madness that they are put through and people just like them all over the world are put through, which is the reason why they act in such crazy ways, because they don't see a way out of that. And, and we, with a scientific uh, a method and strategy, have to provide them, give them the way out of that, and nothing less than that. The voice you heard at the end there was the revolutionary leader Bob Avakian from the interviews that Andy Z and I conducted with him on the Revolution Nothing Less show on YouTube last year. Um, that segment was put together by Noche Diaz, the national spokesperson for the Revolution Clubs, and Michelle Chai, who is a leader in the Los Angeles Revolution Club, and they did call on you to reach out to them. I wanted to give you the number in case you are moved to do so. The way to get in touch with them directly is 323 Six seven one nine eight three nine. That's three two three six seven one nine eight three nine. And you can reach the Revolution Club in Los Angeles also via email at revclub underscore la at yahoo.com. That's R E V like Victor C L U B underscore la at yahoo.com. Or on Instagram and Twitter at revclub underscore la. That's at RevClub underscore LA. So that's how you reach them. You are listening to The Michael Slate Show. We're going to take a short musical break and be right back.
second half of our show looking at the 50th anniversary of women's right to abortion, an anniversary that comes when this right has been taken away. This is an outrage. It is a bitter pill. It is painful and it should be the cause for deep reflection and serious action. So I'm going to bring you two segments dealing with this. One is an interview that I conducted with Merle Hoffman, a longtime abortion provider and fighter for the liberation of women. I'll introduce her at the beginning of that segment. And then you're going to hear a piece that I put together, sort of a uh, radio editorial from myself um, on this question of the anniversary of Roe v. Wade. So I'll play those things back to back and then we'll be back with you. This is a central question to whether women will be enslaved or emancipated, women's fundamental right to abortion. Let's listen. Merle Hoffman is the CEO and founder of Choices Women's Medical Center in Queens, New York. She is also a longtime fighter for women's reproductive rights. I consider her a very good friend, and we worked very closely together over the last year as co-initiators of Rise Up for Abortion Rights, uniting people from very diverse perspectives to get out in the streets, to raise bloody hell, to stop the Supreme Court from overturning women's right to abortion. Merle Hoffman, welcome back to the RNL, the Revolution Nothing Less show. Very glad to be with you, Sincera. Very glad to be. But you have forgotten one, one uh, thing that you should introduce me as, as a second-class citizen, because I am a second-class citizen in this country as a woman who has just recently had a fundamental human, civil, moral right ripped away from me by this fascist Supreme Court. Absolutely. Um, and that actually gets to the first thing I wanted to ask about. Um, right. In just a few days, January 22nd will be the 50th anniversary of the Supreme Court decision in 1973, Roe v. Wade, which first established the constitutional right for women right. to have an abortion across the country. What does it mean? You already began, but what does it mean now that this has been taken away? You know, I think it's now 24 states that have either totally banned or on the road to ban uh, legal safe abortion. And uh, some of them are looking to criminalize it, you know, uh, not only the uh, uh, the physicians, but now for the women and anybody who helps. And this right allows women to plan their pregnancies, to have that moral agency to make that decision whether or not they're capable within their families economically whatever the reasons are to bring another child into their family so this allows them to make the decision yeah these days um you hear a lot of uh good news proclaimed by so-called leaders of the so-called reproductive rights movement and by democratic party strategists and saying oh well now we can just take the abortion fight to the state we can state by state try to win abortion rights. Never mind one third of the states have already criminalized mm-hmm. abortion, as you said, or banned it in various forms. Right. But you um, you had a very important uh, objection to this. Yes, it's, it, it, it's absolutely important. I want I want people to think about the right. Let's say the right to free speech. That you have it in New York, but this is now a states' rights issue. And you travel to New Jersey, and I want to say, I think this Democratic Party is sucks or whatever you want. And oh, you can't say that, you know, because if you say anything disparaging about the government in New Jersey, you're going to have to pay a price or a fine or go to, you know, I want you to think about the right to go to wherever you want to worship and not being able to do that in Dakota future. This is what it is. So it's, it can't 
be. There are transcendent rights that have to become above and beyond states and even countries. I mean, that, that, so this is a firm belief of mine. And uh, the fact that, you know, there's good news. Yes, five referendums passed. That's great. But what you're doing is normalizing the fact that this is now a state's rights issue. But the point is that we can't lose this is what uh, Rise Up has been pointing out continually. You can't lose sight of the goal, which is that this must be a federal law or written in some way in, in the blood of all the women who died for this. You've made the point that abortion is the front line and the bottom, bottom line of women's line. fight for liberation. And, right. you've called, and you've called the forces attacking abortion the American Taliban. And I think it maybe would be worth it for you to talk about the level of hatred and terror for against women that is actually driving this, because I think that gets obscured. I think it does, too. Now, what connects the Taliban, who, as we know, you know, are the most observably and functionally misogynistic power structure on this planet? What connects those with what's going on in this country? And I would say it is this fundamental misogyny. There is really a, a backlash against what's happened in the last 50 years where we see women have come into this society in a far stronger way in more numbers in terms of being in the professions, being able to express their talents, being able to, to choose to engage in society. And this is going to push us, which is what I think they want way back. I mean, when you're you're pregnant and you don't want to have a child and you're forced to have that child, I can't think uh, of anything worse. I mean, you become a bond slave. It's like an animal that's being bred. You know, the last thing I wanted to ask you, that there was tremendous struggle of by women, by other sections of people in the 60s and the 70s that were part of the atmosphere that led right. to the winning of abortion rights in the first place and the shattering of the shame that hung over women's sexuality, their lives, their bodies. Right. Um, Absolutely. And today people think about supporting pro-choice. The, the, for so many people, the farthest limits of their imagination is donating to the Democrats and voting. And I think it'd be helpful to talk some about you know, rise up for abortion rights. We initiated this together, coming from right. very different perspectives. People need to right. wage struggle. We need resistance. We need a fight. We need to get out of our comfort zone. How do you see the role of that? Yeah, yeah you know, first of all, and this is really important, we, we have to fight against, number one, the need for safety. You know, th there's a whole philosophy out there that everything has to be in a safe space. People can't be challenged. They have to feel comfortable if they're in a dialogue, if they're in a classroom and somebody might trigger them. I say lean into your trigger. This is not a safe world. It is not definitely not safe for women and girls. We're not living in a safe world. So I think we have to face that. We have to look at reality, the narratives that have gone on from the anti-choice people and our opposition for more than half a century, that you're a slut, you're a whore, you're stupid, you're killing your baby. I mean, you know, I don't say you have to say, you know, I'm proud, but every time I speak, and I'll say it again, I had an abortion. It is important 
that we come out of the abortion closet. What we did with RU and Rise Up, I think, was really a major catalyst uh, and ins- inspirational action. I mean, we we got students out. They were walking out of classes. I remember 15-year-olds that never did anything political that took a microphone and were up there making speeches. I was extremely, and then the older women, I mean, we had, we had shared, you know, that platform on one of the the rallies. And I remember the older woman who came up with tears to that young woman and said, I'm so sorry, we couldn't keep this for you. So there's all of this rage, you see, and anger and feeling, how could they do that? How do you take that and say, lean into the rage, don't be afraid, use that anger because it's a righteous anger. And that's a whole cultural change since now. Merle Hoffman, I want to thank you for coming here on the Revolution Nothing Less show, kicking off season four with us. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Forced motherhood is female enslavement. Make Rose Reversal a rallying cry for a real revolution. This Sunday, January 22nd, will be the 50th anniversary of the 1973 Supreme Court decision, Roe v. Wade, which established nationwide protections for women's right to abortion. This year, it will be a bitter pill. Because last year, this right was overturned by the illegitimate Trump-packed fascist Supreme Court. Already, well over 100,000 women and girls have been forced to have children against their will. Have you let yourself feel this? Stop and really contemplate the dehumanization of having your body hijacked and having the lifelong emotional, economic, social and physical consequences of having a child thrust upon you without your consent. Forced motherhood is female enslavement. Have you let yourself confront that this is just the beginning? This January 22nd throngs of woman-hating fascists will not only be gloating over their victory, but actively mobilizing to take this attack further. Their aim is a full-blown theocratic handmaid's tale nightmare. And already they are moving to ban abortion nationwide, to target birth control and the rights of LGBTQ people, and much more. Have you let yourself think critically about the strategy you are being fed? And let's be honest, too often embracing by the Democratic Party and the so-called leaders of the so-called pro-choice movement? They straight up refused to mobilize any serious fight in the streets against the overturning of Roe. Some of them even attacked the one group, Rise Up for Abortion Rights, that did lead tens of thousands into the streets to wage this fight. And now, these so-called leaders are pushing a state-by-state strategy aimed at protecting abortion rights in a few places, never mind the millions of women left behind, Never mind that any state protections could be reversed in a heartbeat by the fascist Supreme Court. Never mind that this state-by-state strategy accepts and legitimizes the outrageous, illegitimate notion that women's rights are not fundamental and that they should just be left up to each area to decide as a matter of taste. Will you 
continue to go along with this? The fury of millions of women and everyone who cares about justice, your fury needs to be unleashed now in the streets in mass struggle to demand legal abortion on demand and without apology nationwide. We need to draw inspiration from the brave women and the people of Iran. A society that enslaves women should never be allowed to function as normal. And have you ever asked why? Why do we have to live in a society where dark ages theocrats, several of them appointed by a fascist thug who openly bragged about sexually assaulting women, get to sit on the high court and dictate the lives of women? Why is it? That everywhere around this globe, women are being beaten and raped, stalked and degraded, turned into sexual objects, pimped out or shrouded and punished if they have sex at all. And why has it been this way for thousands of years? And have you ever let yourself dream? I mean, really dream of a world where women could walk this earth free of harassment and brutality, free of the fear of rape or any form of shame or control over their bodies and reproduction, where all the forms of oppression of women and of other oppressed people are being uprooted and overcome. Have you ever wondered what it would take to make this world real? Well, there are answers to these questions, liberating answers, and there is a whole different, radically better way we could be living. All of this can be found in the work and the leadership of the revolutionary leader, Bob Avakian. And he brings this alive with heart and passion and penetrating science and the must-watch interviews he did recently on the RNL, the Revolution Nothing Less show. In these interviews, Bob Avakian compares the society we live in to a house. And I want to pursue this metaphor. The culture and the laws that govern our lives are the rooms that we live in. In one room, women are being abused and degraded. In another, black and brown people are being murdered by police. And yet another, the planet is on fire. Down the hall, reactionary wars are grinding up lives. And at every window and door, immigrants are being walled out or locked up and deported. At times, after enormous struggle by the people, this system will put a fresh coat of paint on the walls of one of these rooms. Maybe they'll be forced to grant the right to abortion. Maybe they'll be forced to end a war or to elect some black officials. But with time, this paint starts to peel. Inevitably, the stench of the rot at the foundation seeps up through the floorboards. The rot at the foundation of this house is the system of capitalism imperialism. It is a system based on vicious exploitation on every corner of this planet. It is a system that has all the oppression I spoke of built into its foundation. This is why it requires institutions of violent repression to enforce it. This is why it requires backwards ideas to justify it. No cosmetic repair can lead to any lasting good in this house. This house must be torn down. Its foundation must be dug up and an entirely new house, a new system must be built in its place. We need a revolution. And this is urgent. It is also eminently possible. Ironically enough, it is more possible right now when things are being radically reshaped in a fascist way, when rights are being ripped back, 
when the country is being split in half from the bottom to the top, when things like this terrible attack can force people to question the way things have been and whether they have to stay that way. Now is the time to learn about this revolution by digging deeply into these interviews from Bob Avakian. Find out why such a radical overturning and uprooting is urgently necessary. Find out what this revolution is all about and what we could build on the foundation of a new, non-exploitative system and new relations and spread these interviews to others. As you do, step out of your comfort zone and challenge others to do the same. Unleashing the fury of millions and millions of women and girls is the only way to beat back the escalating attack on abortion rights. And it is a crucial part of building up the strength to win a whole different world. Make this the 50th anniversary of Roe v. Wade. Make the reversal of this fundamental right of women a rallying cry for a real revolution. Legal abortion on demand and without apology nationwide and everywhere. Forced motherhood is female enslavement. Break the chains. Unleash the fury of women as a mighty force for a real revolution. All right, so this brings us to the end of the Michael Slate Show. We have uh, covered quite a bit of ground. I want to go out in the same way we began by acknowledging the life and the contributions of David Crosby. We have a song that he wrote and performed that I want to send you out with. It is Time After Time. No, not the Cindy Lauper song, but it is a David Crosby song, and it's beautiful. Um, I want to thank Michael Slate and send him my love. I want to thank Gary Baca for engineering, Henry, Henry Carson for producing. I want to thank Outer National for the music we play at the top of the show every single week and the whole Revolution Nothing Less crew for all of their help. And I will be back with you next week, same time, same place. Until then, Revolution Nothing Less. Day after day When I wake up, I look in your eyes at the smile in your eyes, and time after time. Thank you.